Welcome to Category, Category is. is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. We're coming to you from the Parkway Studios, the summer home of Category Is. Yes, summer home, <laughs> Parkway Studios. Yes. Get into it. And get into our Attitude Magazine feature. It's the June 2019 issue. It's available online. Newsstands. Newsstands. Any bookstore, any Barnes & Noble. Get into it. Remember to like, rate, Subscribe and review to wherever you find your podcasts. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Spotify. And be sure to check out our social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to write us a listener letter, suggest a category, or just ask general questions about us. You can email us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Okay. It was kind of chill. I just went down to, um, and hung out with my grandmother, um, my nan, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. We had a mm-hmm. nice lunch on Friday and caught up and, mm-hmm. you know, ladies who lunch. And then we <laughs> went, um, on Saturday, we went down, stayed with her in her home and did the beach and oh, okay. just had yeah. dinner, hung uh-huh. out, relaxed. It was really lovely. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. How about you? My weekend, because, you know, it was my first weekend back from my trip, mm-hmm. and so... I kind of just wanted to relax and, you know, chill and do laundry. So I kind of just kind of just did that. Like I went to the gym and then I spent the rest of the weekend purging. Purging? Mm -hmm. Like what? Clothing? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just like. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, not eating disorder. Okay, got it. uh, Cleaning out my closet. Right. You know, just kind of donating some things that I hadn't worn, like, in a while. So, okay. yeah, so I did that. Nice. And then I found um, a new show. Well, it's an old show. It's new to you. It's new to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started watching Big Little Lies. Oh, my God. Such oh. a great show. <laughs> you seen it? I saw the first the season. The first season, yeah. The second, second season, season just came back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I have and to so, catch up. You should. I hadn't seen any any of it. So it was, like, only, like, seven episodes. Right. It's yeah. really it's just a short series. It's pretty uh-huh. condensed. I know Meryl Streep is on the, the second, second season. season. Yeah. Yeah. But I but, liked um, Zoe Kravitz's character. Uh, okay. And I hear she has a bigger role in the second season. I also like, I don't know, her character was Renata. Oh, I forget, Laura um, Dern. Laura Dern. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know she used to date Common? Real? Yes, child. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Strange fact that I know. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Okay, she down. She down. Okay. Hey, Laura. Uh, it was good. The <laughs> only thing is, like, they whisper a lot. Like, they do. So, like, they just talk in, like, whispers and, you know, mm-hmm. they argue in whispers and everything is... And then, so, like, I have the volume all the way up <laughs> and I had the closed caption on. Oh, my God. Like, I can't hear you. It's good to read it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It was like that... Did you see that? Is it ASMR, AMSR, whatever it's called? ASMR. ASMR. Did you see that um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? That fight? Oh my God, yes. I died. <laughs> I enjoy ASMR. I know it's been around for a while, yeah. but for me, it's actually it's aggravating. Brand new to you. It's not soothing, uh-huh. but I do love watching arguments in ASMR. Yeah, yeah. So the argument between um, Kim Richards. And, and her sister Kyle. Yeah, and like Eileen Davidson and right. Lisa Renna. Lisa Renna. Yeah. And then Lisa Vanderpump here and there. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> also, there's one um, from the first season uh-huh. of that Shangela was on, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, really? And I believe that's the first season ever, but I'm not sure. And it's an Untucked, and they're behind oh, the scenes. Oh, yes. And she said, I don't ever need a sugar daddy. I would never need a sugar daddy. If I could get one a sugar daddy, yes, I could get one. You could never, because you are not that kind of girl. And yeah. I say I was hollering. Just to watch that whole epic uh-huh. argument in a whisper, yeah. it just kills me. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Whoever does these memes on the internet really needs to be paid for them. <laughs> I'm sure that they are somehow, some way, but that one killed me. Because yeah. it's so die. iconic. Die, yeah. All right, so let's get into our cocktail for this. Yes, what we drinking? So we're calling this drink the Happy Pride. It's still Pride Month. In the U.S. for the entire month of June. Yes. Yeah. So we're we're um, having a little rainbow cocktail today. Mm-hmm. So it consists of some vodka because you know I have all that vodka from Russia. Russia, yeah. Russian vodka. It was so cheap over there. That's really? Why. Yeah. That's you could get like a full bottle um, over over there for like less than five dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. You can't even get like a can of beer here for that. And the beer was like. 80 cents. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. It was really cheap. No wonder they have drinking problems over there. But, <laughs> um, so it's like a layered drink because it kind of gives you like the rainbow effect, Aww, right? Yes. So 
you have to be sure to chill the liquids like really really cold and then you have the spoon to pour it in and right. that kind of like slows right. down the pouring so that makes your layering go a little bit better so we have grenadine for the red orange juice orange pineapple juice yellow green is some midori mm-hmm. and then blue curacao yes yeah. so it's a, a rainbow drink it's very colorful and cute mm-hmm. not something i normally drink but yeah all this sugar is probably gonna make my stomach hurt i know but... you <laughs> yeah oh gosh but it's good. It's, it's cute. very it's cute. Like, tropical. It's festive. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's hop into these categories, Marlies. Hop into it. You know, we've been gone for a minute. <laughs> gone for a minute. But we're but back, now we're back at the jump off. Goons in the club, in case something pop off. Yeah, look him. Are you going to watch her show? What show? She has some show coming to VH1 on one of them um, channels really? where it's like called um, like Lil' Kim's Cruise. I think she's like cruising mm. from island to island in the Caribbean with like Maya and like some other Ooh. random woman. Like, that's like a singer, rapper, person. I'm not sure. Is it like Below Deck? I'm not sure. <laughs> I still don't know what it is. The promo I saw had Lil' Kim driving the boat. Oh, but, no. you know, I'm a Lil' Kim stan. Yeah. I mean, I would watch it. All right. Sorry. Let's get back to the categories. <laughs> we got derailed. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, category is NBA Championship. Shout out to the Toronto Raptors. Yes. They won their first NBA Championship since they were founded in 1995. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were part of this expansion. And it was the Toronto Raptors and the Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. I love that their mascot is like a uh, historic or prehistoric creature. (laughs) Really? Yes, because everyone else has like Grizzlies or a bridge. Like, how is a bridge a mascot? Really Golden State? I mean. But like Raptors, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's hot. They they beat the Golden State Warriors. Yes. In game six, I believe. Yes. Yeah. They could have had it in game five, but it was like, they lost by like one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they um, pulled it out in game six. I'm really happy because I don't really like Steph Curry that much. So the championship parade was today. It's uh, We the North Day. And we the North. Yeah. Is that the like hashtag yeah, or slogan? Slogan. Yeah. And that was today. So they say um, about 1.5 million people attended. Wow. And four people got shot. Oh, no. <laughs> what's, what's, what's good, Toronto? I, what's good, Canada? I know, right? Like, I thought y'all was a little bit more civilized than that. Who don't do that? Because <laughs> in Philly, when we had the Super Bowl parade, only one person got stabbed. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Philadelphia fans are like notoriously are like aggressive. Very aggressive. Right. Yeah. Wow. So we doing better than them. But again, why are you like shooting when you won? <laughs> or, I mean, were they like shooting shots in the sky? I, I don't know. That's why I don't just, I just don't get sports fandom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, sports are nice because they bring people, you know, that wouldn't otherwise come together together and right. that can be nice it can bring a sense of like pride pride and camaraderie city. for the yeah, city great yeah. wonderful mm-hmm. but then it goes a little too far yeah yeah right but you know congrats to them that's exciting yeah we'll be in toronto in a few days so yes it's really nice i think we'll still be feeling the the energy yeah from this win yeah because it was so epic and historic and yeah. I, I also feel like you know canada's kind of like it feels like they have arrived in terms of the mm-hmm. sports scene. Okay. Because, I mean, they dominate hockey, but that's their own little thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But um, Maple Leafs. For basketball, that is like, a, you know, lower, you know, 48 yeah, for the America. That's our thing. That's yeah. our thing. Mm-hmm. And for them to come in and do it, like, I don't think anybody was checking for Toronto. Just Drake. Yep, just Drake. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that he's very happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all over social is he gonna media. going to write, like, a song? Probably. He was... um. Like, posting pictures with the, the trophy. Mm. Yeah, so he's, like, real hype. That's nice. Yeah. And they, like, season ticket prices can go up. They can make some mm-hmm. more coin and do yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Get your merchandise. Yes. You know, for me personally, mm-hmm. although I don't follow the sports, okay. I'm, I've been watching basketball more okay. um, as of late because I'm trying to broaden my horizons. Okay. But it did make up just a little bit for the loss of Brooklyn Heights, <laughs> who was the runner-up to Evie Oddly on RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Because I was hoping, like, that would have been my championship. I okay. really felt like Brooklyn Heights was robbed and that she should have won okay. uh, Drag Race. I understand why Evie won. And I understand why Evie had a lot of support. But, but to me, her drag was just not as polished. Okay. Yeah. I always feel like... And I wanted like, the Canadian queen to win. Yeah. And it was the first Canadian she was queen. the first Canadian queen yeah. on the show. Yeah. I always feel like Ru... 
I feel like they get it wrong every year with hmm. the winner. Really? Yeah, because I feel like the winner, there's always a controversy there is. with the winner. And but you know, it is a pageant, right? But... And there's always some um, subjective... Mm-hmm. There's no objective measure of who's the winner. Right. It's all based on your uh, personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do think at the end of the day, this is also a TV show. Yeah. But I think that, you know, of all of the contestants this year, Evie stuck out the most because, I mean, In she a was way, odd. Or? Well, she was odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she was a little bit aggressive um, throughout the show. Okay. I mean, she, she spoke her truth. Show, so. But it was just like, I don't know. Did she have an interesting point of view? Yes. Okay. Did she kind of have like a more homemade, patchworky? <laughs> Um, idea of her drag, sure, but it always came together somehow. Mm-hmm. I think that they were just, you know, they're tired of all these glamour queens. Okay. They're just coming in and giving beauty, and she's kind of like turning that whole model upside down on its head, and it might be refreshing to some. Mm, but for but... me, it's like you still, like, you know, why is your eyelashes on crooked? Why yeah. is your, you know, lip liner mm-hmm. uh, crooked? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I appreciate a fishy polished Mm -hmm. queen yeah and that's the thing like okay you have a story you have you know you came up from something Mm -hmm. but that doesn't make you the best and i think that with these competitions it should be about who is the best Mm -hmm. if this was like about your backstory then right you know write an essay i mean she had some kind of a disease or something she (laughs) talked about that every other episode i mean her daddy was fine though at the final really so he i'm not mad that we got that vote for her. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But to me, I'm glad that some, Toronto's getting some kind of a win. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're going to go see, or at least try to see, Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, we're going to try to. At Pride. Um, she does have like a stage. Right. She's a main stage, I think. It'll be so fun. Yeah. yeah yes. You know I live for drag queens. You do. Yes. And moving on from drag queens <laughs> to category is biological women with child. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible category. Cassie is pregnant. Who is Cassie? So Cassie, once upon a time, there was this song called Me and You. Mm-mm. It's me and Don't you. Don't snow. No. Mm-mm. And that was her one claim to fame. Um, I think she had a little mixtapes here or there. Probably. Um, but before she had the Me and You song, she was a model for Dahlia's. Remember Dahlia's? Not really. It was kind of like the a Joyce shoes? Leslie oh. um a teenage dress barn, if you will. Okay, okay. It was like a yeah, low... you mentioned it before. A low-rate, you know, store where mm-hmm. she was a model for Dahlia's. And she did her little singing thing. And then mm-hmm. she, her next career after that, for a full-on decade, was being the girlfriend of Diddy. Yeah. Um, Diddy did her wrong, I guess, because he never really... Did he? I don't know. I don't know. In what way? Like, all them babies he had while they were together? Did he have babies with other people while they were together? Yeah. Who? The twins and then somebody else. They weren't together, were they? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. And he had the twins with Kim, right? Uh-huh. Oh, god damn. Yeah. I think that, you know, following Kim's um, tragic and untimely passing, that P, P. Diddy just went through some things. Because I think that he felt like well, that was his one true love. He probably should have married her. But he was off being a fuckboy. <laughs> and I think that he just liked having a young, hot Cassie on his arm. Okay. And at his beck and call. I can see that. And that, like, you know... At least Kim was there with him when he wasn't shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, like, that might not have made him feel the most, you know, secure as a man. And, like, he felt like he had to have a one-up. And he definitely had many ups on Cassie. But I felt like, you know, he he just did her wrong. And she always stuck around. She never got a ring. She never got a promise. She never got any children. And she kind of squandered a full-on decade. And then she... You know, starts dating this Alex Fine person who mm-hmm. was uh, her and Diddy's trainer, mm-hmm. which is scandalous. Well, but now they're dating, and he seems she seems much much happy. She has like the no, Sierra. She, she seems to have that Sierra no, glow. She don't. You don't think so? No. Why not? Mm-hmm. Because there is no way you're going from Diddy, who is <laughs> probably close to a billionaire, right? At this point, music mogul, mm-hmm. producer, mediocre rapper. And, you know, all of that to a personal trainer down at Planet Fitness. He's don't he like, look at Planet Fitness now. <laughs> and then, but he's the celebrity personal trainer. So wow. I'm sure that he makes, for the average person, Minimum a wage. pretty good living, right? Mm-hmm. And this is also, money's not he's everything. probably sponsored on Instagram. Money's not everything. Um, but it's a good majority of things. I mean, she, uh, the perks, but I'm just saying, like, you know, she maybe really wasn't in love or maybe she felt like, 
someone like didn't appreciate her or love her the way that she deserved to be loved. And Alex does that for her. And let me tell you something. No amount of access or perks or luxury can replace that. Mm. I'm sure it's been a lifestyle adjustment for her. I'm hoping... Because um, <laughs> she eating top ramen. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of income she had during her um, relationship with She Diddy. got a stipend. I'm sure she had a stipend. Mm-hmm. I hope that she saved it wisely. Probably not because um, they sitting in that <laughs> Prius stop taking it. pictures. I hope they made an investment. But they're pregnant. And Diddy wished her wish them well. What kind of IUD she had? Because clearly she got it removed once they broke up. I'm like, sure. Diddy is clearly fertile. He had all them kids. He did. And y'all were together for 10 years and you ain't had no slip-ups? Girl. Well, I mean, we don't know her life. Mm. We do not know her life. Well. I mean, she could write a tell-all, but I don't It'll be in the bargain kind of bin at Walmart Ooh. for $4.99. Don't do that. Arabesque but to me, books. I think that people are analogizing this with, like, Sierra leading the future and getting with Russell no. Wilson. Because that, was, that no. was a glow up for Sierra. That was like was. a major improvement. Mm-hmm. And you could tell like Sierra now like just radiates happiness. She's mm-hmm. glowing. That man really, really loves her. They have okay. a child together and a blended family. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like everything's aligned in her life. And she's just, you know. For the better. Right, for the better. Uh-huh. And she's being, you know, her happiest, honest self. Okay. And it just seems like this was mm-hmm. a much... It was a good move to leave Future. I think okay. that, you know, is Russell Wilson... See, but the distinction here is that Russell Wilson and Future are a little bit more comparable. I mean, Future is a pretty big rapper. But Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is, the, is highest the highest paid, paid right. NFL player. Right. So she didn't make... She didn't jump down as far as Cassie did, let's say. No, she stepped up. Right. And, 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 and I think Russell Wilson is very handsome, much more he handsome is. than Future. I don't even know what the future looks like. Me either. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that he has some home training. It's just a much better, I think, fit. I think with... And he adores her. Right. And that's what it is. He treats her much better than the Future was ever treating her. Mm-hmm. So to compare Cassie to Ciara, there's no comparison there. Right. I just don't see it. I just don't see you, it. Well, you thought Mr. Fine was really fine. But what when else? The, when the news broke. He is, but, I mean. You, it ain't, you ain't got to know what else. It ain't for you to know. That's fine, but I just don't think she's happy. I think she was trying to, you know, move on from that situation. And then you get pregnant from the very next dude? That right, girl. Right. Well, they've been together for later, a minute. Eight months. I mean. Eight months. And you already know the gender of your baby, so that means you're at least... Oh, what is it? It's a girl. Oh, really? So you're at least three to four months pregnant. Wow. So you've been pregnant for a minute, so you got pregnant four months in? Uh-uh. On your rebound guy? Girl, no. That's not a glow up. That's a brown down, girl. Stop. Like, you are a mess. Stop. Like, that's not how you rebound. I don't know. Who was she going to rebound with? Anybody but him. Nobody in the music industry was going to touch her. Ooh, that's not oh. really bad. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, there's, you know, men have those loyalties and stuff. Uh, like, no. they wasn't going to mess with her. They would. To say I smashed Diddy's girl, yeah, they would. I guess. Men are petty. And I just don't see, one, they ain't going to be together that long. I give them a year after this baby is born. Really? Yeah. He looks so old to me, though. Yeah, he's only, like, 25 or He looks time. old. Yeah. And I'm just like, girl, you spent 10 years of your life with Diddy, and this is your next move? Like, well, maybe girl. she'll name Diddy the Godfather. That'd be a really nice move. No, At least that will secure some baggage for the baby. No, thanks. No? Mm-mm. Secure some coin for the baby? It won't. Why not? They're Mm-mm. good friends. No. No? Mm-mm. Diddy ain't going for that. I think he would. No. Then why is he like... Playing all nice on social media. He's just trying to put a good front. He's still in bereavement. Like, his feelings are all... Yeah, his feelings are all fucked up. Like, he need to be in therapy, off social media, and Cassie need to be down at Planned Parenthood, honey. Ooh, don't do that. No. Cassie's a grown woman. I'm happy. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fine gave her something Diddy never would. (laughs) A baby. I guess. And she's on that TikTok. Mm. TikTok goes the clock. Basically. Kesha. And speaking of the clock (laughs) (laughs) and kids, Philadelphia is implementing a summer curfew for the kids. And I am all in support of this. 
because these kids are bad today, like really bad. Like, Aren't they? I love kids. Don't I don't lie. Like, don't don't lie. But, first of all, but I don't like other people's kids. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Right. I love my nieces. I love my nephews. I love my friends' kids, like kids that I know and I know how they're being raised. But a lot of these kids aren't being raised properly. Mm. So the city of Philadelphia is going to implement a curfew of 10 p.m. Ooh, that's late. For kids under 13. What? Yeah. That should be for children under the age of 18. 10 p.m., what you doing outside at, at 11, 12, 10? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And kids at 10 p.m. 13 or older can be outside until midnight. Hmm. Child, that's not much of a curfew. <laughs> All right. What in the world? What in the world? And then, so you'll be charged $250 for a first offense and $300 to $500 for the subsequent offenses. That's... Are there late fees if you can't pay the charges? <laughs> what happens if you don't pay the charges? They won't pay and nothing's right. going to happen. I feel like this whole curfew mm-hmm. is just a ruse. It's just like, why? First of all, well, midnight is way too late for way someone late. between the age of 13, 13? and 18. And that, I'm assuming that, like, that means that they can be out unaccompanied, right? Right, yeah. So why are you out at 13 years old unaccompanied? Yeah. What you doing mm. between 10 and midnight? Right. Child. When I was a senior in high school, my curfew was, I had to be home before Oprah went off. Five o'clock? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't let Oprah go off, and I'm Damn, not home. Not even the streetlights? mm I'm from the country, and we have streetlights. Wow. No. Mm-mm. I couldn't even fathom being out. Like, what are you doing? I don't even want to be out, and I'm in my 30s. Yeah, I'm home sleep. I get what they're trying to do because uh, recently, I think it was over Pride Weekend, the Pride mm-hmm. um, celebrations here in Philly. Yeah. These teenagers beat up a man um, in Old City. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. Oh, did I you did hear about see that? that. He was yeah. like 70 something, right? No, no, no. No, that was this, a different That's a different issue. one. God. That's yeah. Sad. But this guy, he was, um, I don't know how old, but wow. they like broke his jaw and. They were trying to, like, steal his bag and stuff. You know, yeah. every time I see a, a group of four teenagers or more, mm-hmm. I cross the street. Yeah. Or I, like, mm-hmm. go, like, turn around and go the opposite way. Or, like, mm-hmm. I'll find some way to quickly circle them. Yeah. Because these kids just have no type of respect, mm-hmm. um, some of them. And they're just, they kind of get this mob mentality. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, if I'm downtown midday just trying to go to Honey Grove and get my darn stir fry. Mm, you should get the salad instead. Why do I have to, like... You know, contend with a whole bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're all up in the honey. Like, why are y'all not in up. school? Right, right. And now that the summer is about to be bad, yeah, yeah. there's something about Philly where it's just like you know, Center City has like you know the business district, the mm-hmm. shopping area, the entertainment area with mm-hmm. all the theaters, then lots of restaurants, bars, mm-hmm. the historic area. You know, some people live there, but mm-hmm. it, those are the more expensive areas of yeah. the city to live. Mm-hmm. But it's just like midday or early in, when I'm walking to work. Yeah, you just see before, people. Yeah. Just just hanging in the streets mm-hmm. all damn day. All day long. I don't understand why. Mm. I remember when I first moved to Philadelphia and they had those flash mobs. Yes. With the kids who were like, not like the dance flash mobs. Like no, no, no. <laughs> people were thinking. But it was the ones where they would literally, uh, like 20, 30 kids would just mm-hmm. run down the street and start fighting people. Right. Like random strangers just like hitting them. Right. And first of all, these these teenagers, I don't know what they're eating. I don't know what's in the ramen, (laughs) like you said. I don't know what's in the oodles and noodles. But they're not built like little kids. They're built like grown-ass men. And then, you know, they are just super aggressive for no reason. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to break all the rules and just be Mm countercultural or, you know, have a bad time with authority. But, again, I can't fight 30, 15-year-olds. You don't have to. All you have to fight is one. And no, but they don't play fair. That's fine. I won't either. Oh. Because if a flash mob comes up on me, uh. you just have to get one. But then what's going to happen is they mama no. going to be down at the courthouse no, talking about you hit the baby. <laughs> no, and, you know, how horrible you are just for, like, going about your business. No. Because, like you said, it's a mob mentality. It's it a is. herd mentality. And once, you know, those flash mobs are, like, attacking, it's self-defense. 
You'll be fine unless you got some priors on your record. This is why kids need activities and things to do. They're opening the pools this week. Okay, good. Yeah. So maybe they'll be at the pools. Because mm-hmm. kids just need things to do. That's, a, that's not all it library. is. Or, you know, or get a job. Especially if you're old enough to be, you know, 14, 15. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Get a, get a job. They won't do that. Gosh. Yeah. So good luck this summer. Well, abide by your curfew, kids. Because I will call the police. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next category is keep your hands off our pride. Okay. Okay. Um, this one's kind of twofold with some very recent developments. Um, I think that pride is changing as, you know, LGBT plus, plus people's mm-hmm. um, plight is advancing in this country. But with that, I'm seeing more um, things I don't like in terms of the LGBT movement and pride. Like and such as? Well, first is that it's just become so, so, so commercialized. Well. To the point where it's just like, you know, everything is a rainbow unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you just pandering to us? Or are you really actually trying to be a partner and helping us with some very real issues that the community still faces? Uh, you know, because it's just like, do we need rainbow Listerine and Argan Moroccan <laughs> oil shampoo? Seriously. Yeah. You know? Well, and how much of those proceeds are going to help LGBT organizations? A portion. They never say how right. much is a portion. And can you show the receipts? <laughs> Probably Like, not. come on. Yeah. So that's always frustrating with me. Mm-hmm. But the bigger issue that is um, come to light this week specifically mm-hmm. is twofold. Um, first, a very interesting woman. Um I can't stand, but I also find her to be insanely interesting. Really? It's Rachel Dolezal. Okay. Do you remember her? I don't understand the question. What? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Dolezal is the um, white woman. <laughs> no, you don't. You didn't see the interview. Oh yeah, the interview where he said, "Are you black?" Or like, "No, no, are you white?" I don't understand. She was yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand. understand. Yes, yes. Okay. But she's this. She's a white woman. Uh, who her parents outed her like her parents, they was wrong for that no they wasn't yes they were she, she was living her life in Spokane where Washington, Washington. like girl that's a lie but, okay who was she harming nobody okay see, she didn't have any relationship with her family with her parents right I actually watched her documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix I forget what I it's called it. but I found it to be really really compelling and interesting um, I do think that what she did in terms of use her privilege to uh, impersonate a black person, well, therefore de- okay. depriving black people of How? things like, like you know, she got scholarships uh, to uh, to Howard University, but also sued Howard University because she said that she wasn't white. Well, which is it? You know, she also well, was the she, president didn't of the NAACP. She get a PhD? PhDs are free. Okay, but that's not a scholarship. But still, she got a position. You know what I'm saying? Like, who else was running? I don't know. I just, Where does it me, say in the NAACP bylaws that you have to be it doesn't. a CP? And it doesn't. Okay. But, but my thing is, but she was presenting as deceptively. You know what I'm saying? Um, she was deceiving people to to pretend to present as black because she, for some reason, didn't feel like doing like, that in white. Again, I mean, she was doing it to help people. But why couldn't she can help people as a white woman? She could. Maybe she felt like. You know, she could be better served as the president of the NAACP, not just I get a it. general like, member. You know, I thought she was just a very interesting person because you can't have an affinity for a culture, a, a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her, her children are black. Her parents biracial. adopted or biracial, mm-hmm. but black. Her her parents adopted black kids and they were mm-hmm. abused by the brother. And that's why she felt the need to protect them mm-hmm. and, and, and inject culture mm-hmm. and their race into the home. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that she has some some interesting points, but I think that like her refusal to acknowledge the harm in what she's doing to black people, but she claims to but be. But what harm is black. it though? Getting a degree—that's a harm to no, black people. No, I being think the president just, of an organization. She's, she's being disingenuous. That for the she's the president of the organization for the advancement of colored people. Right. That's. Bad. But here she is now still saying, I am black, I'm transracial. There's no such thing as transracial. <laughs> a few years ago, there was no such thing as transgender. 
Tra no, transgender has always been around. I just don't think we had the language to identify. What well, it is. maybe she's inventing the language. Well, that's I'm just playing the devil's here. advocate. I get it. I get because it. Because I think that I think that she's an awesome catalyst to have a conversation yeah. around race, identity, and what it is. Right. But that conversation was had a few years ago, and it can be ongoing. But she's caught. She's jumped up with some new stuff. <laughs> she stayed because she just wants to always be. Uh, of the underclass or well, subjugated, or she wants to be just voluntarily oppressed. Yeah. But, you know, and I don't know her experience, I don't know her life, but she announced um, earlier this um, week mm -hmm. on Instagram that she is bisexual. Uh, she could be. And she said, happy Pride Month. Happy. <laughs> you know, I just would like to let everyone know that I too am bisexual. <laughs> My girl. I heard she went to Morehouse College too. Did she? <laughs> Did you see that meme? No. When the guy was giving out the scholarships? No. Or, no, he was paying off the debt. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she could be. I mean, she could be. And I'm not here to contest whether or not she is, but I right. think that she needs to kind of have some self-awareness in the figure yeah, that she is yeah, and how yeah. it can be viewed that she is always trying to center herself mm -hmm. and co-opting other people's movements. If she, she, well, could in fact, she could very well, in fact, be a bisexual woman, mm -hmm. but she needs to be like, look, I've caused some controversy. I've had some issues. I've made some people feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not the best person to be the voice of this movement. I can I support she it trying from to the be background. But, I think she, but her, she just needs to understand that she, she she, anything she Twitter. says yeah. is going to be taken a, a bad way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she just needs to stay off of social media. Like, yeah. I mean, her braids looked good, but... She did them herself. <laughs> and she goes into this long story about, like, her first kisses with a girl, girl in when college. she was 18. Yeah. And just because she's been married and has children with male partners doesn't mm -hmm. mean that she's not bisexual. And all right. that is true. Right. And all that's valid. Yeah. Wanda Sykes was married to a man. And that's fine. But girl, we don't want to hear from you. Still, still go over there. I mean, she still hasn't I gotten a job because employers don't want. Nobody wants to hire her. Well, she can go on public as you know. With her, there's just a negative stigma. There's a negative connotation, mm -hmm. and no matter what she does, or she could give, you know, she could find the cure for cancer. Right. And people would have a problem with it. They surely would. Because her credibility is shot. Is shot. <laughs> right. And you're always going to be skeptical and you're going to meet her with a question like, Yeah, hmm, like, girl. I don't know, girl. Mm. Right? Yeah. And it's just, in a month where we're trying to be celebratory, yeah. we, and there's been a, enough horrible <laughs> things happening this month in terms of the killings of trans women yeah. that I don't even want to get into because it's very, very sad. But people yeah. do need to find out about it. But, yeah. I mean, she's like, it's, it's supposed to be a happy time. Mm -hmm. But for then, us, but like she's kind of just trying to distract. I mean, she's not I don't going think she, to. I don't know. If she's. I don't. I'm trying to give her something because I'm just like, you know, if she is a bisexual woman, then she wants to, you know, celebrate too. And she I don't want to take that away. Cool. But I don't want to take that away from her. Like, if that is truly how she identifies, good for you, girl. Girl, to celebrate in silence. Um, no, because then you can't tell one person to without other people being able to say that to other She's people. She's a polarizing character. She is, and that's fine. But you can't take away someone else's story, someone else's journey, simply because of some credibility issues she had in the past. I'm not invalidating her journey or her story. Well, I can say it, it sounds like it. It likely could very well be valid, but she needs mm -hmm. to understand to like save face for herself that she is not the best person to be speaking up on these issues. And, and she needs not. to understand the optics of it. And, yeah. Which yeah. she clearly just does not. But, I mean, again, if she's, I mean, I just, I feel bad for her a little bit because I feel like, you know, Don't if she is, no, I feel like, I feel bad because if she is truly a bisexual woman and she wants to celebrate her identity, then I feel like People are just going to have something negative to say about it. Because she and literally lives her life every day lying about her identity. One of her identities. Okay. You know? One of them, but that doesn't mean everything she does is a lie. True. That doesn't mean everything she does is a falsehood. That doesn't mean everything she says. But it's more probative than not to suggest that, you know, you're going to question, is she lying this time? You know what I'm saying? 
Right. None of us are in the Fool bedroom to once. know. No one knows what's in her heart. Right. But, you know, and that's the thing about sexuality is that it is very personal. Yes. Um, where I think that, you know, all race can be personal. Race is more mm-hmm. communal because it's about a, it's more of a, a group thing. You know, it's, it's, okay. it's a little different in terms of the analysis. In what way? I think that... Race can be genetically... Right, but that goes to... Can sexuality be? Sure, Okay. right? But I think that at the end of the day, do we have proof as do of now? Do you need proof? Like that video? Is, that is genetically linked, right? But no, you have a black... Black parents are going to have a black child. You know, gay, gay children can be born obviously to straight parents or not straight parents. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, it's not as easily defined as much as we see, like... You know, or it can be experience because if you have black parents and you were living in Baldwin Hills and you were, you know, surrounded by rich, affluent people, you have a different experience. You identify with a different life. Right, than but that doesn't take away in the Marcy Project. Right, but that doesn't take away your blackness. Blackness but it's has how nothing you to do with ac- economics. But it's how you identify. Right, but and again, what you connect with. How, how I identify in terms of my sexuality and being a gay man mm-hmm. is for me right. personally and for mm-hmm. the person that I love. How or I not, identify around for the night. <laughs> <laughs> how how I identify racially uh-huh. is based upon my experience in the world because race is a social construct that has mm-hmm. been made up to subjugate and separate and categorize people. So that I, my how I react to my race or how I own my race is in response to you know what I'm saying? The, the world and how I operate within the world. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I see your point, but I, I just don't think that people challenging her bisexuality is appropriate. Because, it's not, but, it's, but I don't know. We can go on this topic forever, but I just think it's... Mm-hmm. I, I read it, and I was just instantly... Just Why? Cause, just because it's her. Just because it's her, Just yes. because it's her. And if I rolled my anybody eyes. else... Yeah, because no one else lies about their race and doesn't, it can't simply answer the question, are you white or are you black? I mean, maybe she didn't understand. Well, what she should say is like, you know, well, she had, I get that she has a whole different construct of race mm-hmm. and how it works and that's right. fine. Yeah. But again, race, you can't make race, race isn't personal, race is for society to deem. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's to me what makes a difference from, from transgendered is that that's something, that's not something that people are doing for the world, something that they're doing to be their most true and authentic selves. Again. Her true authentic self is a white woman. She's transracial. She was... That's not Her race works. identified at birth was white. <laughs> okay, bye, child. I cannot. <laughs> I, I don't even want to sit here and have this I'm conversation I'm just playing because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but again, my the the crux of my, my point is that it's wrong to question how she identifies because if someone questioned... How you identify, you would have a problem with it. So sure. I think that just because I'm not, I'm not upset that she identifies that mm-hmm. way. I just think that she should stay off the Twitter, point blank. The end. Yeah, yeah, yep. Or find another time. Yes, another time. Find another time. Another time, not yeah. during Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, jumping to the second little topic of keep your hands off my pride. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Snakes in the grass. But she released this video uh, today, actually, to celebrate. Pride Month, mm-hmm. and it's called You Need to Calm Down. Mm-hmm. And in the video, it features several uh, members of the LGBT community like who are celebrities. <laughs> right. And Ryan Reynolds. Right. It was Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. It had a Billy Porter, mm-hmm. Laverne Cox, Ellen DeGeneres, the entire Fab Five mm-hmm. from the Queer Eye. Five. Okay, Mediocre Five from Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Jonathan, Jonathan Van Ness, though. You do. Um, it also he had... trim up that beard and that mustache. Ooh, stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, who else was there? Um, Adam Rippon. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a whole RuPaul Charles, yeah, a whole host of drag queens that were impersonating um, Beyonce, pop divas and icons. Cardi, Gaga, Ariana, Adele. Yeah. Adele mm-hmm. um, you know, all the girls. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the, the up and coming divas of choice. Oh, I would not use that word. Okay, well, up and coming girls that like to sing and twerk or okay. do whatever. Mm-hmm. But. You know, she had this the whole concept of the video speaking to people like, you know, save your bigotry, leave people alone, you know, don't step on his gown and, mm-hmm. you know, shade is not going to stop people from being gay. So you just you need to calm down. And then the end mm. of the video, 
there's Katy Perry in a burger outfit that she wore to, to the, the Met Gala. Gala after party. Right. Yeah. And then there's Taylor Swift in like a French fry outfit. But the the imagery is like not in line with the lyrics because yeah. the lyrics are still like, you know, let gay people be themselves. Mm-hmm. Stop living in the dark ages. Stop being such a hater. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to hurt anybody. And then it's like that redneck mob. Right. With the signs. Who are basically are like her fan base. Pretty much. Um, well, yeah. But then there's like, she, and then she's talking about like, oh, leave all us women alone. Like, stop pitting us against each other. And then her and Katy Perry are like a Big Mac, you know, value meal. And then they hug. <laughs> and then yeah. the video's over. Yeah. And I was just left like, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, you have all these gay people in a trailer park, which one we would never live in. Ever. You know, she did try to make it look fabulous. It didn't. But, you know, there's not going to be like a trailer park community of gays. Yeah. I don't know where that exists. Yeah. But... I think that, to me, it just screamed of opportunism, mm-hmm. and it was a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know that she's friends with Todrick Hall, and that's her good mm-hmm. Judy and all. Yes. And I'm not saying that Taylor Swift doesn't support the LGBT community. She supports her bank account. But right, it seems like this seems very calculated. Mm-hmm. This seems very the timing is spot on. Mm-hmm. And I Actually, guess it has a cute message, but I, I don't even like the song. The song to me is just not cute. I don't like the song that much. It seems yeah. very teeny bopper. Mm. And it's just like, okay, but you know, I, I don't know. It feels like it's just she's taking advantage of this opportunity to try to seem cool or support the community. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I, again, I'm skeptical as to her motives. I would question her motives more than I would question Rachel's. Really? Because Yes, because Taylor is known for being opportunistic, like you said, right? Like her, she's from. She was born in somewhere around here. Yeah, I, well, she's wealthy. She's like yeah, she's born dad, wealthy in Pennsylvania. Yeah, her dad was like some kind of executive for a big company. Right, they were millionaires. He bought the record company that produced her first like singles mm-hmm. or whatever when they moved to Nashville, and you know she began her career or started her career um, with like. She would date someone high profile and famous, right. and then they would break up, and then she would immediately re- release a song about them. So she did it with like Harry Styles from One Direction. She did that with um, Calvin Harris, mm-hmm. and she did it with a couple. Jake Gyllenhaal, people. yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, some old man that she was dating too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she created like the whole falling out with uh, her and Katy Perry, mm-hmm. and then the Kanye West situation right where you know he came up on stage and she played the victim like for so many years i mean kanye was so rude for that he was but then that like boosted her career because she could play the white girl victim right and then he would look like the big angry black man right and then for her fan base you know Mm -hmm. that you know Put a lot of money in her pocket. Right. But then, you know, when she was exposed... Beyonce was so gracious to let her say her speech again. I just want to say. Well. But then, you know, a few years later when there was, they reconciled, she and Kanye reconciled, and then um, Kanye put out a song, and then she's like, oh my God, how can he say this things, these things about me? And she was playing the victim again, yeah, and then that's when Kim... Released the tapes. Released the tapes. The receipts. Yeah. And so I just... Well, she gave her approval. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just like... She seems conniving. and mm-hmm. like, you can't really trust her. You can't her. really trust and her. I mean, I don't know what happened with her and Katy Perry, but I'm going to show you, like, you know, Rihanna and Katy Perry were actually tight as well. Okay. And I think they had some falling out. Um, I forget why. No, I do know why. Why? Don't, know, don't ask me why I know mm-hmm. this. But I think when Katy Perry married Orlando Bloom, Rihanna um, didn't go because she was, okay. like, busy and booked. And Katy was pissed. And that was okay. her falling out. But you know what? Rihanna spoke nothing of it since the day... That happened. Mm-hmm. She didn't put it in those songs. She went about about her business, building her empire. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, don't, I just don't trust Taylor Swift. And then what she did, what she did to Beyonce. What she? Oh, the Mayo Cella. The Mayo Cella. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, girl, stop. Because like, the whole um. Yeah, remember that song "Bad Blood"? That was about her and Katy Perry. So it's like every time she creates some kind of media moment and then tries mm-hmm. to capitalize on it. Right. Yeah, so it's just like what are you doing this time? Like, do you really care about the gays or you just care about 
getting some more coins. Right. Because you know the gays got coins mm-hmm. and they'll be at your chore. Yeah, we and... got disposable income. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it just, I didn't like it. The video was corny. It was corny. Yeah. It was super bright mm-hmm. and colorful, but it was just, I was confused on the, I mean, I wasn't confused on the messaging because it's clear, like, the people hating on gays need to calm down. But to me, I think that she could have offered more mm-hmm. in saying, like, mm-hmm. he, to me, it wasn't that inspirational. It was kind of, like, bitchy. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, she was, it was an anthem in support of the gays, but in uh, that messaging, she did nothing to uplift us, mm-hmm. but rag on other people yeah okay you know yeah, i can see that i'm just always skeptical of someone who does something where they can profit off of it mm-hmm. like if you were really that down for the gays then doing this song yeah you might donate some of the money that you get from it to you know these causes or whatever that were listed at the end but you could have done that behind the scenes right or you could have gone to any of these organizations and held an event or done, you know, done mm-hmm. something a little bit more than or, or, that raggedy video. All right. Well, let's hop over into the next segment of the show, which is going to be I said, said what, what I, I said. said. So my I said what I said this week um, is directed to single mothers. I'm the product of a single mother. Mm-hmm. My father wasn't present as much during my childhood. My mm-hmm. mom, you know, raised me and my sister. She mm-hmm. had to get two, three jobs. She, you know, delayed her schooling. Mm-hmm. Things weren't always the easiest. You know, she had a lot on her plate, mm-hmm. but she made it look so easy. You know, so I do Mother's Day up big mm-hmm. for my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, Father's Day for me isn't as much of a, as a holiday because I just didn't really celebrate that as much as a kid. Okay. You know, we did stuff with my grandfather who mm-hmm. was present, mm-hmm. but... What I cannot stand, because I'm always going to support single mothers and single women with children. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's a phrase I heard. Right. I don't, you know, the kid's bad. <laughs> because it is a lot of work. But what I cannot stand and what I hate to see, and mm-hmm. I saw countlessly this past Sunday on Father's Day, was women who happened to be single mothers. Okay. By choice or circumstance. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know everyone's life. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a mixture of, of both. both. Yeah. Um, but they are single mothers, mm-hmm. and they were saying, you know, shout out to all the women on, no. on Mother's Day who hold it down. Shout out to the women who, who are mothers and fathers to their babies. Mm-hmm. I just think that is such bullshit. I told them not to do that last month. Did you? But I knew they were going to do it. Yeah. It always happens. Tamar Braxton did it. <laughs> I swear to God. And to me, it was just like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Tamar. She's problematic. She is so problematic. And she's just always looking for attention. It was just, I mean. She need to look for a new wig. It was really, really frustrating because she was she posted a story on Instagram oh saying, you know, shout out to all the mothers and mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. who are both the mother and the father. Happy okay. Father's Day to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Tamar, you were married to Vince mm-hmm. for a long time, mm-hmm. had a whole TV show about y'all business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know the interworkings of your relationship, but it didn't work Did out. Did you try to bite her? Allegedly. I mean, he was probably hungry. Oh, stop. <laughs> I know she used to be locked in rooms, all types of stuff. But, you know, she has her son with, with Vince, and her and Vince are no longer together. But to me, if you co-parent, yeah, that's not really being a single mom. No. You know, yeah, you might be the custodial parent and mm-hmm. have a lot of the day-to-day activities. Yeah. But... There's another parent in there helping you throughout this process, yeah. right? And also, Tamar, like, seriously, Vince is a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. Your, I'm not saying what you She's do with your baby is not work or it's not stressful or uh-huh. it doesn't um, worry you or keep you up at night or, you know. But it's a little bit different than women out here who yeah. working down at the TD Bank mm-hmm. and, you know, checking the, punching the clock and trying to get to the PTA or do whatever they need to do. Yeah, yeah. You got multiple streams of income to be out here hopping on planes. Uh, you know, she got she gets paid from the Braxton Family Values. She was just on the Candy uh, Welcome to the Dungeon Tour. Oh, and she you won know, Celebrity Big Brother. She won now. Celebrity Big Brother. She's mm-hmm. out here doing things. She's getting her coin. And, yeah, she is working. I'm sure she spends time away from her baby. But, mm-hmm. like, to me, I feel like you just took that as opportunity to bash events. And what does that? what kind of message does that then that's send to your thing. child? Exactly. And that's what I don't like. Yeah. A day that's supposed to be about appreciation. Mm-hmm. Now you've taken, because you're bitter and mm-hmm. you're upset, mm-hmm. potentially due to some of your life choices wow. and that, that you've created for mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. 
that have led you to this position. And right. now you want to be bitter and use a day of appreciation mm-hmm. to bash. Yeah. Passive aggressively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I don't like. Yeah. How about you just say nothing? You had your day last month. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you for what you do. Mm-hmm. You might not have a partner in it, but you know what? Just deal with it. Publicly saying some of the things that they say is just like, it doesn't benefit your child right? in any of that because your child is going to read that one day. Right. And like you said, it's I'm not sure gonna... you say that to your child. Oh, if you're yeah, if they're willing to post it online mm-hmm. for everybody to read, then they are definitely saying these things to and or in front of their child. Right. Yeah. So I just feel like mm, stop trying to have a moment. Right. Like if you were so focused on raising your child and being there for your kid, you could have taken that twenty minutes it took you to post that. And spend some quality time with your kids. Exactly. And for me, it just it reeks of like just the saying, "Your daddy ain't shit." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. you could hear a mother say, "Your daddy ain't shit." Yeah. But guess what? Who does that say more about? Because yeah. because what, what that says to a child, they're going to internalize it and they're going to feel bad about one of the two people in the world that they just look up to. One time, I was on the metro. Oh my gosh. And it in, was a in what city? In Philly. Okay. Yeah, I was going to work. The mom was having like one of these conversations with her kid. Like the mm-hmm. kid, she had multiple kids, probably like at least three kids with her. Right. And so she was telling one of the kids, Oh, I can't stand your father. Your daddy ain't shit. I can't stand him. He's not doing like right. whatever he was supposed to be doing at the moment. And then she turns to the other kid and said, But your daddy Oh gosh. He handles his business. Oh my he God. does this. He gives me money when I want it. He takes care of business. Like and was having this grown up like conversation. So inappropriate. So inappropriate. And telling one kid like his daddy Because if his daddy ain't shit, but then you know what he internalizes that he ain't shit. Yeah. But then the other baby daddy was taking care of them. Right. And giving her money and so now by, now by proxy of the daddies, yeah. you favor that. The, the kid child. might think you favor that one child mm-hmm. over them. Yeah. And I'm not, not that I'm taking this opportunity to rag on women. Because mm-hmm. I am a major supporter of women. I well, love women. But, you know, sometimes y'all need to be checked. Yeah. All these appreciation days need to just go away. Because they're becoming, like, too much. It's kind of a made-up holiday. Like, it shouldn't is. you be appreciating your your mother, your father, your grand? They got grandparents day now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you should be appreciating them. Every single day. Right. Like you don't need, it's like another Valentine's Day, basically. It's, it's a Hallmark holiday. Mm-hmm. But I say what I said. I'm done with these holidays. Yes, I'm done with them too. And I said what I said. <laughs> Let's hop into this next segment of the show. It's going to be tens, tens, tens across the board. So my tens this week is going to Sanita Elaine. Okay. She was recently elected as the first black master. Okay, I'm going to need you to tell me more. So she was elected master of Jesus College at the University of Cambridge in England. And master over there is the equivalent title of like a dean in the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. Different connotation over right, here. Right, right. And so she's the first black and the first woman to be elected dean at... Um, Jesus College. University well, it's in the University of Cambridge system. You know how they have like the school of nursing, right. or like the like it's religious studies. Colleges. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's like religious studies. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's originally born in Bridgetown, Barbados. She grew up in East London, and she spent her career in you know a number of different um, posts. And she actually got her bachelor's from Cambridge. Lovely. Yeah. So shout out to you. So in May, I rewatched the uh, royal wedding of Harry oh, and yeah, Meghan yeah, yeah, me for their one year anniversary, mm-hmm. and I noticed that there was a black woman at the end. When, remember when that little black boy was playing the cello? The cello, yeah. There was another black woman, a clergy person, uh-huh. who read something. She had a bald head. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she, that's not her. She is the um, counsel or clergy or spiritual guide to uh-huh. the queen. Really? Uh, that's what they said during the. Um, Telecast oh, okay. that I rewatched. I, I, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." So the queen get her uh, worship with a with a black woman. <laughs> so my tens this week goes to Tracy Ellis Ross, mm-hmm. who I love. No, I canceled her. Why? That horrible Met Gala look with that picture frame she got from AC Moore. That deserves a cancellation. Mm-hmm. I'm over cancellation culture. I really hate it. I Seriously. Yeah, she's done. Girl, bye. <laughs> she is the child of Diana Ross. And that only gets you so far. But anyway, Tracy is 
partnering with MTV, mm-hmm. and she is developing and starring in the role of Jody. Now, Jody is going to be a spinoff of uh, the 1990s MTV cult mm-hmm. classic cartoon, Daria. Daria. I used to live for Daria. When I, I didn't like to, Daria. I liked her friend Jane. Jane with the bob mm-hmm. in the um, hot. The the um pleather pants and the, yeah, and the red yeah. jacket uh-huh. yeah and the boots yeah. yeah I loved Daria that was like my tween early teen years well, you're a misery chick just like Daria. I, I'm such a misery yeah. chick I was such an emo kid mm-hmm. and like just Daria was my spirit animal I totally understood her <laughs> I just felt like the world was just dumb and stupid and a waste of time and I just wanted to sit up in my room and watch Daria because I felt like she was my friend but. There was a black girl on the show. The one black girl. The single black girl, Jody Landon. And she was like the smart girl. She had yeah. her shit together. She, she was dating a football player. She was dating a football player. Yeah. She was popular. Jody Landon was just like that it black girl. Mm-hmm. She had her um her her cornrows or yeah, her dreads. I'm not sure. It was cornrows. It was cornrows, yeah. her straight backs. Mm-hmm. She had a little skirt. Was Jody, she a cheerleader? She um she was maybe. Okay. She was more. I remember her being more academic. I remember there being a blonde cheerleader with the pigtails, and she yeah, had the dumb the boyfriend dumb with yeah. the red jeep. Uh-huh. So the new series will just be called Jody. It'll center and focus solely on Jody as a character driving the story forward. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be the first uh, animated series that MTV has had uh, in twenty years that stars a black woman. What even comes on MTV these days? I don't even know. Mm. I think they still have like Real World, but no one even mm, watches that. But I think that Jody is going to be hilarious. I think that it's going to be funny. And I can't wait to really kind of see more about Jody's character. Because she wasn't a main character on Daria, we kind of get to explore her more and see more of her complexities and her neuroses. Because um, she was like super, super like straight A, type A, you know, girl on the show. The black girl mm-hmm. that had to hold it all together. But I think that, you know, the show rewritten in 2019, 2020, is going to show a much more well-rounded black young lady. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this one. Why? Well, I don't really like the remakes because I'm like... Can we get some like Can we get something original? Right. But then again, it's from the 90s, so we're like at the 20-year cycle again. Right. And they're just recycling the same ideas. And yeah, it might be new um, to some people, but like... I don't know. Because I heard the Boondocks was coming back, too. Oh, I heard that, too. Yeah. But I never watched that show. It was a little too graphic and vulgar for me. They was cuss, it? Them kids cuss too much. Oh, gosh. Wasn't, yeah. um, but Regina, Regina King, King was the voice <laughs> right. of, um, like, two of the kids up there. But, you know, I'm excited to see it. Not, I'll watch it. I won't. I like Daria. And I like Jody. But I feel like it's going to be, like, Insecure-ish, but cooler. Because Insecure was starting mm. to get on my nerves. They've been on my nerves. Mm. Yeah. But we'll see. You'll probably be cute. I'll check it out. All right. Because I'll, I'll support her. Yes. Yeah. Support Tracy. Mm-hmm. Even though she you canceled her earlier. Only because of Diana. Well, we'll, we'll tens Tracy and tens Diana <laughs> and tens Jody. Well, guys, we want to thank you for listening to us for another week. Maurice and I are going to be in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yes. Celebrating Pride this weekend. So um, we'll be hitting the streets. We'll be down Bloor Street, Church Street. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? Dundas? Dundas. Dundas. Yes. Dundas. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, what we having on some category is gear. Yeah, be sure to look for us. Yes. We'll Interact with us. Mm-hmm. Chit-chat with us. Um, you know, we'll have some cute little things to give away and, and to speak with the people about. But it'll be a, a fun boot. time for us. I'm sorry. A boot. <laughs> but we're excited to go up there and celebrate yes, Pride. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I hope the weather is good because it might be a little chilly. I know. Yeah. I was intending on wearing, like, shorts and tank tops, but... Mm, probably not. <laughs> the climate has different plans. Yeah. <laughs> also, another reminder, we'll be taking part in the Philadelphia Podcast Festival Saturday, July 20th at 6.30 p.m. We will be at the Tattooed Mom at 5.30 South Street. Yes. Yeah, we'll be doing a live show. So come again, interact. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to announce some details in due course, a little closer to the date. Yes. So stay tuned to our social media and... You know, look out for the info. Absolutely. And remember, you know, bring your friends, bring your husband, your wife. Your mama. Just leave your kids at home. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adults guys. Only. Thanks again for joining us. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, and review us on whatever platform you get your podcast. Again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Be sure to check us out on all things social media 
at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to write us a listener letter, suggest a category, or just say hi. You can message us <laughs> at Category Is Pod at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Thanks so much, guys. We'll, we'll see, see you next week. week. And happy Pride! Happy Pride!